Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk, the podcast. So this week, I have two guests, actually, um, and they're both from the new reality series called Notorious Queens on the streaming service All Black. And I think you can also watch it on Amazon Prime Video and a few other places, but it's specifically it's on All Black. Um, But it's a great show. And if you're not familiar with it, it follows four strong women that are trying to move on from their notorious past. So um, it only follows four ladies. So it's a pretty small cast. but I'll kind of talk about each of the ladies and then talk about the two ladies specifically that I got that I'm interviewing this week. So first we have Megan James and she was on Basketball Wives LA. She was also on Bad Girls Club and she's been on a few other reality shows um, since then. But she's really trying to move past her bad girl image. And, um, you know, she's a businesswoman now. She has a lot of stuff going on. She's a huge social media influencer. Um, so that's kind of, she's very young as well. She's younger than, um, the other ladies on the show, but, um, I love Megan. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of Megan. She tells it like it is. And, um, I really like that. Next we have LaBrittany and she was on one season of love and hip hop Hollywood, I believe. Um, and she's also an R and B singer. I don't know a ton about her and her what her storyline really is going to be um, for this season. Um, I know she's a single mom, I believe, as well. So <clears throat> there's kind of that going on, but I'm sure we'll learn more about her as the season goes on. And then the two ladies that I got to interview, so I want to start with Tony Welch. And she is known as the first lady of the Black Mafia family, otherwise known as BMF. Um, she was with a man that, um, founded a drug trafficking, um, organization, and she actually went to jail in in 2005 for a few years. Um, so she's, was in prison, but, you know, outside of all of that and all of that that happened with her ex, um, she, you know, has, you know, she's a mom, she's a businesswoman, um, you know, she has a lot going on for herself, and I believe this show will really show all of that, um, and kind of allow people to see another side of her. She also has a book coming out, and we talk about that a little bit in the interview, um, so that's exciting. So she has a lot of cool stuff um, coming out, and we really get to see a different side of her. Um, I believe she is also an executive producer of this show, um, which is really cool. So she kind of helped bring a lot of these ladies together. Um, So that's awesome. Um, The other lady that I am interviewing this week, along with Tony, is another cast member. Her name is Stormy Ramden. And she is um, Suge Knight's ex-fiance. And... She has two sons with him, um, and they're 25 and 18, I believe. So, um, 
the kind of her um, ex fiance is actually in prison. Um, he has a 28 year prison sentence. Um, but on the show, we kind of get to see her talk about her ex fiance, you know, what life was like with him. And um, we also, the, the interesting thing is her mother actually, um, we get to see her mother got out of prison um, for a long sentence as well. So she's on the show. She's re, you know, reacquainting, uh, reacquainting herself with her mother and, um, you know, building a new relationship with her because her mother was in prison for so long. So, um, there's, that's kind of a brief summary of who these ladies are and what the show is about. Um, honestly, I watched the first episode and I love it already. I think it's a great show. Um, it has a lot of, it has drama. So it's kind of a mix of a few different shows. So if you like Basketball Wives, I think you'll like this show because Megan is on it. She was on Basketball Wives. Um, so it's a little bit like that. Um, kind of a little bit of Housewives. Um, you'll, it kind of depends. But it, it's about a group of four women. And they are friends. But we really do delve deep into their personal lives on the show. So um, it's really good. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I think you, you should definitely check it out. But, um, you know, in this interview with both of these ladies, we talk about um, their past and a little bit about their stories um, and what and about the show and the first episode that uh, premiered last week. And um, we kind of talk about their impressions of the other ladies, the other two ladies on the show. Um, and just some of the drama that's starting to brew on the show. So it's really interesting. Um, I do suggest that if you have not watched the first episode and you don't want any spoilers, I guess, I would watch the first episode and then listen to this podcast because we do talk about um, some of the stuff on the first episode. But anyway, new episodes come out every Thursday on All Black. So um, be sure to check that out. Like I said, I believe it's also on Amazon Prime Video. Um, so you can check it out a few different places, but it's an awesome show and, um, I hope you guys check it out, but I hope you guys enjoy my interview with Stormy and Tony. Thanks. If you both want to introduce yourselves, we can start with Tony. So, um, my listeners can kind of get to know who you are. Hey, it's your name and that kind of thing. (laughs) I'm Tony Welch. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'm a notorious queen, um, past BMF member, <laughs> BMF family. Yeah, that's my story. That's my backstory. Yes, and then Stormy. What about you? Uh, my name is Stormy Ramden. I am from Los Angeles. I am a, a licensed esthetician, and by um, by chance, I just happen to be Shug's baby. We have two sons together. We had a 16-year relationship, and I was, um, that's, I mean, you know, more layers to the story than that, but that's just, you know, yeah, that's a small, that's a small introduction. Yes, and then Stormy, so one of your sons um, was on um, another show, right, like on VH1's. um, Yeah, 11 Listings, yeah. Yes, that's so exciting. So just curious, did he give you any advice? 
um, prior to you doing this show? Um, yeah, the only advice was to just be yourself and have fun with it. Don't try to over or overly try to control anything. You know, just kind of let everything happen naturally. So, right, right. That's awesome. that was the only advice. Making it have fun. Yes, yes. Now, um, so why did you guys both decide to do reality TV? Because you know, a lot of people out there could be hesitant about it just because you're really putting your lives out there for everyone to see and comment on and stuff like that. But I'll start with Tony. So why did you decide to do the show? I decided because I I just wanted people to, you know, there talk of, you know, people had so many misconceptions about BMF and being a part of BMF. And I just wanted to like really honestly brand myself and show people that what I'm doing now, you know, I have a book coming out. I wanted to be able to tell my story and just be really authentic and uh, organic about my life, you know, and I think that starting here would would be a great place, you know. Uh, I didn't think of it as like being a reality show, jumping off the tables and fighting or anything like that. I just thought of being really visible and my story can help people. I really start realizing by me telling and sharing my story other than this show that I was really helping people. Yes, I like that. Um, And then Stormy, what about you? Um, There were several reasons, but one of the reasons is I wanted to... um, have a fair perspective out there about all the uh, myth folklore that goes along with being associated with death row. Um, I, um, I just felt like I needed to show that we're not ashamed of what happened and we got through life and in that, that there's life after, you know, death row. And um, especially my, for speaking for myself, I was able to rebuild a whole life outside of what happened to him and, and to everyone else. So but I also wanted to show that there's no shame in, in going through your journey as well. So that's the reason why I did I did this. Awesome. Gotta have some, some different perspectives out there in life. Yes. Know? Hey, those are great reasons. Um, I think that really, is, even in the first episode, we really have gotten to see um, a little bit of your story already. So that's great. Um, now, you two were friends prior to doing the show, right? So how long have you guys known each other? Well, about... Five, six well, years four or five years now. Yeah. yeah. About yes. that, yeah. Time's been flying. It does. Well, that's 2014, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've done awesome. it so hard to count 2020 because 2020 was taken from us. So yeah. it's almost like a damn leap year within a decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Right, right. Totally. Um, and then um, did you guys kind of like the fact that you're on the show together and you, you know, you both knew each other. So you're kind of going into this experience with a friend, with a partner that you can kind of, you know, share things with and vent with, and they'll understand how you're feeling. Yeah. Me, because you know what, going through my process and being like, it's not many women that they can say that they were around certain people or did certain things. And me and Stormy can kind of relate. We really relate because of the type of men that we were with, what mm-hmm. happened to mm-hmm. us, the aftermath of what happened, you know? So just being able to say, girl, how did you feel? Or, you know, even like with the book situation, I leaned on her a lot or just talking about the, mm-hmm. The whole situation, her mom coming home, me losing my mom. We have so many relatable 
stories and instances in our lives that it's just it was just so good to be able to say she she get it she relates to me and a lot of people you it sound like you're right. talking off the wall they don't even get it you know but being, they don't have no concept of what you're talking about yeah yep. it's like you're talking French or Chinese like do you under, but she she understands you know she we understand each other's struggle we both had to start at ground zero it wasn't no middle for us when she walked away mm-hmm. Vegas and when I went to prison like coming back home it was like people don't even understand it's like being in a fire you know and now I can and people re- treat you the same yeah People don't even treat you the same. So we 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 can we share that. That's our bond. We we could share, you know, those stories with each other. And it's not all about, you know, we laugh and we joke and we have fun, but sometimes we have to snap back on how you feeling today. How is this today? You know? And she gets it. She gets that rise and fall. She really does. And we rise up and we keep rising. Get back on our rise, but you know that, and it's good to do it with you. Do come up back on this journey with her, you know? Right. But, um, so Stormy, on the first episode, right when we really get to meet you, um, we see mm-hmm. you discussing with your uh, aunt, I believe, Keisha. about your mom getting out of prison. Um, yeah. So how did you feel to, you know, have her back in your life and okay. rebuild that relationship with her? Um, just blessed, you know what I mean? Uh, that's the, the the simplest word that I can come up with that has the biggest impact on someone's life. It's just an absolute blessing. Um, but it's, it's, it comes with the struggle. My mom has been away for 24 years. She doesn't know life how we know it, you know what I mean? We knew her through a 15-minute phone call. So we're rebuilding, and we're, we're still rebuilding with her. We still have to be supportive because she's going through chemotherapy, and she, she went through cancer alone in, in prison, you know, and it's just a lot of rebuilding, um, and I just feel like it's an uh, amazing uh, blessing that that I was able to um, to have with my brothers and sisters that have my mother return back to us. Yes. Um, now, Tony, since you have a kind of a unique experience with prison, did you have any advice for Stormy as she's dealing with, you know, rebuilding her relationship with her mom after she's been gone for so long? Yeah, I told her to be very patient. Be, you know, be gentle. You know, her mom is really, you know, this is a, I didn't spend as much time as her mom did, but anytime you're taken away from your family, society, and you learn, you have to learn to live in a different way, things are different. And she's gone, her mom's going to deal with a lot of different emotions and just be patient, you know, um, she got to, that's a, that's a lot of adjusting. You know, her mom is mm-hmm. different. It's different from the pace that she's moving, you know, and mm-hmm. answer, you know, but coming from prison, you, a person has to be really patient with you, you know, cause your emotions is everywhere. You can't, you know, now you got to learn to live all over again. It's like a child, you know, you, the phone, everything is different, you know, her family is different. People have grown and changed, even though they come to visit her. But my main advice was to Stormy was, please be patient with your mom. You know, you might not, you know, because we was used to snapping and used to, you know, being a different way. You always had to have your guard up. And her mom has to learn to, you know, live in a relaxed environment now, you know. Relaxed environment. Yeah. 
Yeah, she did say that. She said where she came from was always noisy. It was always someone arguing outside of her room or whatever. And now it's that she has peace, and it's you have mm-hmm. to get back used to that. You know, you things that we take granted. I don't even understand that. I used to, I used to always pray like I, I'd be glad when I don't have to wear earplugs, and people mm-hmm. don't even understand that because just coming in your house and having a moment of peace, that's a gift. That's that's that's. That's a gift if, if you came home from prison, because even in your sleep, you somebody's doing something. Maybe there's a, a, another inmate or the guards or something, some bells ringing, some keys jingling, somebody's crying, somebody's fighting, somebody arguing. It's always something. And I was like, God, if I could just I can't wait to be able to go in my house, shut my door and don't hear nothing, and be able to sleep without earplugs. That was my main thing. I don't want to sleep with earplugs ever again. You know, mm-hmm. so it's adjusting that people don't even realize. You don't, you never have a quiet moment. Forget watching television alone. Forget the sound. Forget all that. It's a, it's a different way of a, different life, different way of life. And you can't eat what you want. That, that, that's part of my mom said she had a problem with. You can't. <laughs> But everybody was like, what do you want? I wanted some chicken, some fried chicken. And when I tell you, once I ate, it was good going down, but I was tore up. My stomach was tore up. But it's yeah, you can't. The things that people take for granted, you know, that we think about, you know, just even having a, a sweet piece of fruit, you know, and, and the things like fresh fruit, looking at fresh flowers, smelling fresh flowers and stuff like that. So I get what your mom was saying. You don't, you mm-hmm. know, the clear shit. I, I, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I learned to eat and swallow. You don't even taste it no more. Just yeah, and, and you know, and I learned a, a, a real sense of appreciation for everything I have. My mom came home with her box, you know, it was a, a clear plastic container. And I actually saw the things that my mom had, you know what I mean? The the, the packages of the roast beef that they, eat, you mm. know, prepare food. And just to know that my mom was having to prepare food and eat out of these, pa- these packets, you know what I mean? Um, it's life changing. So yeah, we're blessed. Yes. All, Very all nice. praise them. Ah. She here. And we ain't eating out of no packages no more. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> can't stand tuna fish because I ate um, every day. But go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh I can't even imagine. But um now Stormy, even on the show, which I'm maybe we'll get to see it later in the season, but you even said you were gonna cook for your mom. Um, what did you end up cooking um for her because the i think you guys even talked about the she hadn't Um, gotten to taste your food that was the thing um i was able to make well you have to tune in to see what we we actually yeah but we did finally get a chance to have a dinner for her yes oh that's great that's great um now, Tony, on the show, um, we even got to see you have a conversation with your son about his feelings regarding you going to prison and how it all happened and stuff like that. Now, how did it feel kind of hearing his thoughts and his point of view um, about how things went down? Um I felt kind of like, gosh, I, you know, you just don't. I didn't know that. 
You know, mm-hmm. I didn't I, I didn't realize that, you know, until he said it. So I was kind of, you know, hurt for a moment. Like, dang, I didn't realize that I didn't share that with you. And I just one day picked up and just left, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess because nobody knows how that feel. I mean, people that is, is, you know, you're going to prison. It was no doubt in my mind. My lawyer told me first on, oh yeah, you're going to prison, but I'm going to get, I'm going to do, I'm going to get, I'm going to try to get the best, get you the best deal I can. Cause I knew I wasn't going to trial because I was facing too much. So I said, well, I'm going to just take a deal right off. And he said, okay, that's good. And I'm going to get you the best deal. And so every day I live with that because BMF, our indictment was so large that I didn't go to prison for a few years later. So that was hard on me living in that denial. I'm sorry, guys. Living in that denial and not really sharing with them, you know, or mm-hmm. like, where, where was my mind? What was I doing? I know I was somewhere just lost. And every day I was facing, what day am I going to prison? What day am I going to prison? And maybe I was, I just, I didn't know I disconnected from, to them. I didn't know that I disconnected myself from my family like that, but I was dealing with something a lot of people couldn't understand. And I'm sorry that I had, you know, listening to that, I felt bad that I didn't share more with them, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, And that was really an emotional scene and I'm sure we'll get to see more of that. But now I'm going to kind of go to a little bit more, maybe fun questions about some of the other ladies. Um, so what were your first impressions of the other two ladies on the show? So Brittany and Megan, and we can start with you, Tony. I knew LaBrittany. Um, mm-hmm. I knew she was from the D. So, um, and I actually, you know, brought her onto the show. So I thought she was good and she was cool. She kind of, she was a hustler. She kind of reminded me myself when I was young, but just in a different way. She was a go-getter. And I just thought she was really pretty. Um, and I just, I liked her style. I just liked her, you know, she was, she was a born hustler. She's, you could tell she's from the D. Megan, I didn't like Megan at first. And mm-hmm. that's, then that's sad because I couldn't say, I can't say that I didn't know Megan. I met Megan in a different, you know, somewhere else, probably like a year before she ended up on the show. So when it was told to me, I did have my doubts, but now once she, once, now that I met her, she, um, I was totally, you know, what I thought of her, I was totally off. I, I really like Megan. She just, I don't even get offended by what Megan says. You know, she calls us old ladies, grannies, and all kind of stuff. I don't even get offended. Well, I am because, a granny. I embrace all that. You should call me all of that. I, I said I am a granny, and I am a mature woman, and I have no problem with that because I don't see what the issue is of, of aging gracefully. You know what I mean? We're, we're not supposed to get old. You know, oh, that's ridiculous. And, and the thing is, like I said, you know, like I'm I'm glad that I made it to stay because my lifestyle, what I went through, bitch, I made it. I'm still here to talk about it. And I'm revelant. I would hate to be a, a young, un, non-revelant person, bitch, then, you know, I'm, I was popping then and up to me, I'm still popping. So none yes. of that. Yeah, I'd be like yeah. that. God, give me something that's going to bother me. Like, tell yeah, me that, that don't bother me at all. Bitch, you can't say I ain't, I ain't a hustler. You can't say I ain't a bad bitch. You can't say I'm broke. All You can't say anything else, but she's old. And I'm, I don't care about that. We all going to get old. And that part sure is. We all going to get old. You just get, when you get my age, baby, 
make sure you're still relevant. That's all I got. That part. Make sure you're still <laughs> popping. Because there ain't nothing worse than be a non-factor, <clears throat> non-relevant, old-ass motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now, Stormy, what were your impressions of the other two ladies when you first met them? Um, my first impression, um, I had met with Brittany. I was more, I was familiar with her, um, you know, cause she's on social media. Um, my kids have followed her, um, because she does music. So I was familiar with her in that sense. Um, but when meeting her, I thought she was a very genuine, warm young lady. I thought she was very talented and I really liked the Brittany, um, just, but when it came to Megan, I felt like and I'm not going to say I didn't like her at first, because I'm, I'm the kind of person, I like everybody, you know what I mean, until you give me a reason not to. And Megan just wasn't as receptive, receptive to me. Um, and I don't know what it is, um, or what it was, or whatever she had made, heard, or whatever, you know. But I just felt like she had already a wall built up towards me. And, you know, she wasn't, I don't think she was there to be my friend, you know what I mean? Um, even though I did extend friendship towards her um it's not going to be best friends and I, you know but my opinion is my opinion of her I think she came off very pompous very um you know elitist and I felt like I was on you know like for what but you know everybody's entitled to feel how they want to feel um that's all I just felt like she was very judgmental towards us and um you know and, and but she's entitled to that because we are all individuals and we can all have our opinions and we can all I can respect her opinion just like she could respect mine. It just, you know, whatever. Yes. Um, totally makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. now, did you guys get... But I don't dislike anybody, you know? It's not that important to me. Right, right. To be, like, hateful for somebody, you know, because they have an yeah, opinion. I don't, I don't, all, I, we all have, you know? Up and think about, no, bitch, if they ain't going to put no money in my pocket. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I'm I like, like, whatever. Like, we, we, like we, we working, we working. Okay. Uh, let me go slip my wrist because you don't like me. No, bitch. I don't get two shit. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure we'll get to see more of your guys' ups and downs throughout the rest of the season. But, you know, Megan, I mean, I think well, Brittany's been on, you know, social media. She's been on TV as well. But Megan has um, definitely, she has a reputation just from being, you know, she was on Basketball Wives LA. She was on Bad Girls Club. Did you guys watch her on any of those shows and kind of have a perception of her from watching that show at all because those are you know obviously bad girls club has a certain reputation basketball wives you know has a certain reputation that comes along with it no i wasn't even really worried about that i, I guess I don't, I don't i wasn't if you don't come for me i'm not gonna come for you and i really didn't want that type of i didn't i I, I guess I didn't think about it. I didn't think mm -hmm. like, oh, Megan going to come on here and make trouble. I'm not, you know, that wasn't in my thought that. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I when I, when I heard that Megan was going to be on the show and it was, um, you know, wives, there was some growth there. You know what I mean? But I didn't I didn't formally judge her because of that. Um, I just knew that that was, that was her background. So I figured, hey, maybe she could, you know, handle herself in any situation. Um, you know, I, I was. You know, I didn't really just, I didn't have no thoughts about it. You know what I mean? I never really watched the show. I watched Basketball Wives, of course, but um, no, not Bad Girls Club because I'm not in support of women fighting each other. You know what I mean? I didn't mm -hmm. watch it. It's on there. So, yeah, I didn't really think about it. 
I think like, some of them fights is just really I, said it was like anyway. I met her before and it didn't go so well. So that was my, you know, my thoughts. But then after I said, okay, well, we got to make this work somehow. And she came off totally different from the person that I met before. Right. Yes. Um, and Megan did on the first episode, she talked about the quality she wants in her perfect man. Um, and she even said that she doesn't care if a man cheats with as long as she doesn't know about it. So what was your guys's reaction to her saying that? Because obviously that can be kind of, you know, that's controversial. And it kind of started a little bit of a heated discussion between everyone. Well, being like I said, if, and if you know anything about being with a successful man, you know, like even though, like I said, our lifestyle you know, being with BMF to me, what they did, my man was successful in what he did. And so um, I didn't ever look for it. I didn't look for a phone. I didn't, you know, back check. I didn't drive, do drive-bys or anything like that. But have I ever thought it? Yeah. And so, but cheating respectfully, I think like he never brought it to me. I found mm. out later. Nobody never, he wouldn't dare let a person confront me. He wouldn't dare let me see it. Um, because even when I found out, as I did find out, I was like, well, damn, when, when did you have time to do all that? You know? So that's when she, I think that's what she meant cheating respectfully, because you can't be in a world in this world thinking that people don't cheat. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And nobody wants to look stupid. And I think that's, that's what she meant. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been around a lot of people. I say and, least. And I was, I was, I was with a lot of guys. I was always, uh, sometimes the only woman. I grew up with all brothers. I grew, I have all sons. So it's not like I'm in denial that men don't cheat, men don't do this, or people, people just that's just people. But long as you, I ain't got to be hunting you down, or you walking across my yard. Well, yeah, don't become a stalker. That don't become a stalker. Yeah. If you get to that point, leave because you're doing yourself a disservice and making yourself you're hurting yourself at this point. You're going through phones and looking for stuff. You already know it's there to leave. Yeah, I just think that's what she meant, you know. And you have to like everybody has a perspective of what you know how she how she said and what she meant. But I get what she meant, you know. That because mm -hmm. even you, Stormy, you can't say you never thought about it, but he never brought it to you. And if you gone cheat, and I don't let me find out. That's well, you did. That that was the thing. I knew it. I mean, sometimes you do know. And the thing is, it's like, well, do I leave? Or am I am I ready to leave? Maybe I'm not in a position to leave right now. So you know, it, but so if you're gonna look through a phone, you gotta make a decision: Do I leave now, or I'm gonna accept it? So a lot of women accept it just based on being in the bad position. So yeah. my thing is, don't put yourself in the bad position so you can walk from anything. Yeah, it ain't good for you. Right now, my last question that I have for you guys: um, So what can you guys tease? about this season and what fans can expect they can expect watching some boss, bomb boss women you know nothing weak about us nothing no victims know, no victims no regrets this is what it is you know either like i said this this is it. people make mistakes people you know, they survive, they come, they can, people can change, no judging, you know, um, 
and seeing that how I survived and how I came through it. And then I just want to teach young. It's not, it wasn't all glamorous. People think, oh, she lived a glamorous life. Now she went to prison. Now she want to tell her story and, and, you know, and profit off of it. That's not what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm actually showing in a way I'm reaching so many people to tell them that it's all it wasn't all glamorous and nothing about, you know, um, our lives was all glamorous. But but look at how we survived it. Look how we look at the lives we're creating for ourselves and our families now. Mm-hmm. Not not just the show, even be, you know, after I left from prison, my real struggle and how I'm making it now and what I'm doing now. Because before I even did this show, I wanted to make sure that I had something positive, you know, to talk about when I'm on my speaking platforms and whenever I'm doing and whenever I'm talking about two women who's coming home from prison kids. I wanted to make sure that I was authentic in myself, that I have changed my whole life around and and people can do that, too. You know, another women and women that's in this life need to know you can go to prison, too. You know, you can. Mm-hmm. You can um, you're not, you're not, they won't skip you. You can, this can happen to you, you know, that is above the law. Yeah. And I want people to know that uh, other than that, you know, we were a family, you know, we lived a normal kind of like normal life. You know, we, we had our dinners, we had our vacations outside of being in the streets, you know, people just know the meat store, throwing money, blowing money fast in the clubs and you know, all of that. But it's a whole different, you know, it's a whole different brother and a whole different family and a whole different side that people need to hear. And that was my side. I've never told my story. And mm. this, this is the time. I'm writing my book now, and this has given me a great platform to do that, you know? So, yeah, I'm bringing yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Um, just curious, well, so when does your book come out? When can we read it? My book will be out before the end of the year. You oh, know? that's exciting. Yeah, so I'm in the process of working, doing it now with my writer. I have the best literary agent and publishing company. So it's the bomb, you know. I'm, like I said, I'm in therapy every every other day talking about writing this book, you know. Yeah, so Very, very excited because, you know, when you say, well, what do you, what is the most important thing for you to do? And it was writing my book. Other than the show, and it was to get my book out there and get that. That was, you know, that was the, when you do your vision board. That was the biggest picture on my board. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh well, I'm so excited for both of you for this season. Um, you Thank know, you. We're excited too. Yes. Yes. Thank I'm. You. Yes, I'm so honored to have you guys and speak with you guys. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, yes. Jackson. It was a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with Stormy Ramden and Tony Welch from Notorious Queens. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, there's a few cool interviews coming up within the next few weeks and um, a fun little contest that I'm going to be doing with one of my upcoming guests. So definitely um, check out my social media. It is at Reality Talk Podcast. Um, on Instagram. You can also check out my personal social media. It's at JacksonSeth35 on Twitter and Instagram. And I also have a Twitter for Reality Talk that I'll be a lot more active on coming up, and it'll be linked in the episode description. So um, definitely check out those for some cool upcoming things. Um, But thank you guys so, so much. 
Um, your support means the world to me. But thank you guys, and I'll see you next time.